Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ-likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host. I want to welcome you men today to the podcast, men who are young, men who are old, just men. Let's gather together around the Word of God. Let's press into Jesus Christ and our relationship with Him and into the relationship with the mighty Holy Spirit. Yes, glory to God. If you missed last week's podcast, we kind of launched a a conversation, a teaching about uh, our relationship, men, with Holy Spirit. And uh, we're going to get back into that conversation, back into that teaching here today. But again, before we do that, I always like to invite you to reach out, talk to me. I want to hear from you. Send me an email at spellmanministries at gmail.com, S-P-E-L-L-M-A-N, ministries, plural, at gmail.com. Let me hear your testimonies. Let me hear your prayer requests. Let me hear your comments. I mean, it can be a positive comment. It can be constructive criticism. I'll take all comments. You just send me an email. Let me hear from you, men. Let me hear what the podcast is doing for you. And I I hope, I pray, you'll share the podcast with your friends, your your buddies. And, and again, as always, I always encourage you, you can share this podcast with men who may not even be followers of Christ. And if that's you, you're listening to this podcast, somebody shared it with you, welcome. Welcome to the conversation. We're glad you're listening in. And I pray that you'll just listen all the way to the end and uh, just know that you're loved. Just know that, man, we're, we believe in you and this podcast is is given just to reach out to you with the love of Christ, the unconditional love of Christ. This is not a leveraged conversation. This is not a leveraged relationship. We talked a little bit about that last week, but no, this is a relationship where we're trying to we're trying to give you something. We're not trying to take anything from you. We're trying to give you something, and we pray that the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ flows through this podcast to your heart, to your life. So, again, thanks for being a part of the podcast, and if you haven't checked out our website recently, spellmanministries.org, check it out. Always new uh, updates there, uh, pictures in the photo gallery. Um, also, there's... Uh, there's a sign up form again with your email. You click sign up. You can get updates. You can get the newsletter. And really, what we want to do is every week on a Monday provide you a short devotional, something you can read at work, something you can read with your family. It can be a conversation starter. Um, for devotion time with your family, devotion time with your wife, devotion time with your kids. Um, so we give that to you. We send that to you in your inbox every Monday, and all we need is your email. So go to the website, click the button, and then give us your email. Or you can just email me, spellmanministries.com. Uh, at gmail.com, just email me your email. And however you choose to do it, we'll get you on the email list and every Monday get you that uh, short devotional in the inbox to be a conversation starter. So here we go, man. Let's get back into our conversation and our teaching about our relationship with Holy Spirit. So let me take just three or four minutes and just recap in case you missed 
last week. Now, if you did, just go back back in the podcast feed and grab last week's Marksman. It's it's 30 minutes long. You'll get the full uh, layout of what I'm going to give you a snip of. But basically, it's this. Jesus said in John 4 and John 7, John 4, he was talking to the woman at the well of Samaria. And he said, ma'am, you know, would you give me a drink? Well, this was a Samaritan. He was a Jew. There was racial tension there. She immediately kind of got put off by that. And she said, listen, I thought you Jews had no dealings with us Samaritans. But now that you need a drink, you're talking to me. You know, you, you could feel the tension in the conversation. You can read about it in John 4. Well, Jesus said, ma'am, <laughs> you know, um, again, I'm paraphrasing. This is my paraphrase, but you can read about it in John 4. But he said, ma'am, I'm not trying to take something from you. I'm actually trying to get something to you. In fact, if you'd ask me, now I asked you for a drink, but if you'd ask me for a drink, I would give you living water. And if you receive the drink I give you, again, I'm paraphrasing all this. This is what it says in John fourteen, or John 4.10 and verse 14 as well. He said, ma'am, if you take a drink of what I give you, you will never thirst again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If you drink what I give you, you will never thirst thirst again. And then in John 7, a couple chapters later, Feast of Tabernacles is going on. It's a, you know, these feasts were like massive events there in Jerusalem. And so when Jesus is there in John 7, verse 37 to 39, this is a very busy, loud marketplace, you might say, the temple courtyard. And, and when Jesus lifted up his voice, you can read about it, John seven thirty-seven. It says he lifted up his voice and he says, is any man thirsty? Now, he had to lift up his voice enough to get the attention of everyone listening. So it wasn't like, you know, just some quiet, calm thing. I mean, he had to raise his voice. He had to shout. He had to yell. He had to raise his voice. You know, like if you're having a meeting at work and everybody's just kind of mingling and getting, the, you know, conversations going on, but then it's time for the meeting to start. Somebody, you know, claps their hand or, you know, whistles or whatever, yells and says, hey, well, However he did it, we're not told exactly. We just read John seven thirty seven. We do know he lifted up his voice. He yelled loud enough to get everyone's attention. And he said, if any man thirsts, let him come to me. Let him drink. <laughs> and then he said, as the scripture, he refers to the word, as the scripture has said, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. But now John commenting on this, John 7, 39, John then says about what Jesus said, John says, but this spoke he of the Spirit, which they who would believe on him would afterward receive. But the Holy Spirit wasn't given because Jesus wasn't yet glorified. You can read all about that in John 7, 37 to 39. But again, John 4, 10 and John 4, 14, 
same kind of conversation with a woman, more intimate setting, not a big, busy room, just a very one-on-one conversation. Jesus said much the same thing, referring to Holy Spirit. He says, if you drink what I give you, you're going to have a well on the inside of you, and you will never thirst. In other words, 24-7, you're going to have access to whatever you need to have your thirst quenched, your your appetites fulfilled. You're going to have 24-7 access to fulfillment. Now think about that. You're going to have a you're going to have a well on the inside of you. John 70 talked about a river of living water, rivers of living water flowing out of your belly. Now, again, without getting into a different teaching, he's talking about two different experiences with the person of Holy Spirit. Very simply, John 4 is referring to the new birth. When you're born again, again, that's that's the result of Holy Spirit's work in your life. He comes inside of you. You're in relationship with Him. He's in relationship with you. He comes inside you to live inside you. You are born again. He does a mighty, miraculous work, and your spirit is recreated. You are born again. And this is what happened when the disciples in John 20, when Jesus was first raised from the dead, He appeared to them in that room, and He breathed on them. John 20, around verse 20 and 22, and he said, receive Holy Spirit. That's when the disciples were born again. And he immediately said, whomever sins you retain, they are retained. Whoever sins you remit, they're remitted. And so they were born again. Holy Spirit was in them. That was relationship with Holy Spirit. They received Holy Spirit. But then in Acts chapter 2, before they were commissioned to go out, he said, now I want you to go, but before you go, tarry in Jerusalem, wait for the promise of the Father, which I said was going to come. Day of Pentecost happens, Holy Spirit, in a different expression, in a different way, he comes in like a mighty rushing wind, filled the whole house, and they were all baptized in the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now this is John 7, 37 to 39. This is the rivers of living water that flow out of our belly as believers. This is a different flow. This is a different dynamic to the relationship with Holy Spirit. One is a well and and a deep, uh, calm, satisfying well, the other is a is a mighty rushing river, a force that's flowing out of our belly. And that is, of course, two different experiences, being born again, that's the work of the Holy Spirit, but also being baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire, receiving initially at least the evidence of speaking in other tongues. But again, Holy Spirit is not tongues. Holy Spirit is not a dove. Holy Holy Spirit is a person. So go with me again back to John 16. We this is where we talked about last week as we as we wrapped up last week. So here in John 16, Jesus is referring to Holy Spirit and our relationship with him. 
And he says in verse 5, John 16, 5, he says, Now I'm getting ready to leave, men, and I'm going to go to him who sent me. He says, In other words, I'm going back to our Father. And yet none of you ask me where are you going, but because I've said I'm leaving, now sorrow has come upon you. But nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away, because if I don't go away, the Comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. I want to read this again in the Amplified. I I did this last week. I want to do it again. Amplified, verse 7, John 16, 7, Amplified Classic. However, I'm telling you nothing but the truth. I'm telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the Comforter, the Counselor, Helper, Advocate, Intercessor, Strengthener, Standby will not come to you or not into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, of course, we know what that means. We're looking back at the cross. That means he's going he's to be put to death. He's going to be buried, but he's going to raise from the dead. And then he's going to ascend to the Father. And then he's going to send and bring Holy Spirit. We know looking back on what has happened, here he's prophesying and explaining prophetically to them through his teaching that day what was going to happen. And I love how the Amplified brings out this word in the Greek, which is called parakletos or paraclete. It has all these dimensions. So when you talk about that well that Jesus talked about in John 4, and you talk about those rivers that talked about in John seven thirty seven and Acts 2, 4, I'm telling you, we are talking about an amazing relationship with the third person of the Godhead. Now, God is our Father, God is the Son, the Word of God, and God is the Holy Spirit. These three persons are one God. This is the Trinity. They are three, but they are one. And we have relationship with each of them, and each of them have relationship with us. This was the John 17 prayer. At the end of his teaching here in John 16, he prays the whole chapter in John 17, and he prays it out that we would come into him and he would come into us and we'd be one with him, he'd be one with us, and then together we'd be one with the Father. This was all going to be the result of Holy Spirit coming and living with us and Holy Spirit baptizing us with fire. Hallelujah. We were going to have both access to this well of living water, but we were also going to become like a fountainhead of rivers of living water. And that's what our marriage needs. That's what our home needs. That's what our our job needs, our workplace, our vocation. It's what our generation needs and our communities need. It's what this generation needs. It's for men like you and men like me to rise up and walk with the Holy Spirit in such a powerful way that we constantly access the strength, the counsel, the intercessions, the comfort. What does it mean, men, to have access to all the comfort 
we would ever need. Well, it simply means this among many things. Too many things to talk about in one short podcast, but it certainly means this, that we need to lean into this relationship and receive from Holy Spirit what Jesus said Holy Spirit would give us. Because if we receive, look at the list again, comfort. He's our comforter. But it breaks it out in the Greek. It says helper. So if we lean into our relationship with Holy Spirit, we're going to have the comfort we need. We're going to have the help we need. And then it calls him an advocate, an advocate. We're going to have somebody on our side. Now think about all these different dimensions of the relationship, all the different ways we can access through our relationship with Holy Spirit because of the fact that He put a well inside of us of living water and He put within us a fountainhead of rivers of living water. We have access to all the help we'll ever need. We have access to all the uh, the advocacy, the support that we'd ever need. And then he talks about intercessions. He would be an intercessor, somebody on our side, somebody willing to get involved and help. And then, of course, Jesus called him a strengthener, a strengthener. So if we, ha- if we have any need of strength, then he can be that strength to us. And then, of course, just a standby. Mm. <laughs> standby. It's just good to have power just standing by. You don't always need it, but man, I don't know if you've ever drove a really nice, well-tuned muscle car. I'm talking a well-tuned muscle car. I mean, it doesn't mean you're always going to step on it and just always be riding it to the floor, but it sure is good to know you've got all that power standing by. (laughs) so that anytime you need it, you need to break into a lane, get into traffic fast, you need to get away from something, or you just want to have some fun. I'm telling you, just having that power standing by is amazing. Just knowing that that power is there standing by, waiting to be accessed, waiting in the, in the illustration I just gave for you to put your foot into the pedal. Well, we're not talking about a, a, a car and an engine. We're talking about the third person of the Godhead. We're talking about a relationship that Jesus was preparing his disciples for. And he was talking much about the Holy Spirit here in John 14 and John 16. Then he prayed about it in John 17. He was preparing his disciples to be in relationship with the Holy Spirit, just like they were in relationship with him. Because, see, he was going away. But when he went away, the, one of the reasons it was better, advantageous, expedient, and profitable is the fact that now... Just like Jesus could only be in one place at one time, now that we were receiving the comforter of the Holy Spirit, the, the, the parakletos, and see, the word paraclete there, he says you're going to receive a, another comforter. I want to talk about that word another. 
And again, I'm not a Bible scholar. I just read read Bible scholars. I, one of the real trusted uh, teachers of the Greek in my life is a is a minister by the name of Rick Renner. And you can find his stuff all over YouTube. You can buy his books. One of one of the great uh, devotions I like is called Sparkling Gems in the Greek. It, he he just breaks down Greek words and he teaches you know out of the original language. So a lot of even some of these thoughts I learned years ago when I was read, you know. 10, 15 years ago when I bought that devotional, and I still comb through that devotional to this day. But so again, these are just simple things you can study out with a Greek, um, with a Strong's Concordance or a Thayer's Concordance, whatever concordance you choose, or whatever trusted teacher you follow. Um, you'll see this word parakletos, another comforter. It would be like this. Um, if I was going to give, to use the a fruit example, fruit. Now, I could give you another piece of fruit, like if you see a banana is a fruit and an apple is a fruit, but they're not the same. They're another piece of fruit, but they're not the same kind of fruit. When Jesus said another comforter, it was very specific in the Greek. It wasn't just another you know, generally speaking, it was another of the same kind. Now, now let that sink in. Now, if I gave you a banana and then I gave you an apple, I gave you another piece of fruit, but I didn't give you another banana. I gave you an apple. What he was saying here is, I'm going to give you another comforter, another of the same kind. In other words, I'm with you like an apple, and I'm going to give you another apple. Does that make sense? I mean, just using the fruit example for illustration only. But he was saying, you're going to have another helper. You're going to have another paraclete just like me. It's going to be another of the same kind. Not just another, generally speaking, another specifically of the same kind. He's going to be with you just like he's with me. Now, here's the good news, man. That means we get to have a personal relationship with God as personal as Jesus had, we get to have because of Holy Spirit. He's personally with you wherever you're listening from. He's personally with me right now as I'm recording this. I'm in Poplar Bluff, Missouri, Southeast Missouri on Mariah Ranch. He's with me here. But he's also with you there. This is one of the ways Jesus said it's going to be much better. It's going to be expedient. It's going to be profitable. It's going to be advantageous because now we don't all have to go to Jerusalem and all huddle around the fire with Jesus at night. No, (laughs) we get to warm ourselves around the fire of the Holy Ghost, no matter where we are, whether we're in Mexico, Russia, France, Africa, Canada, Missouri, Texas, California, Delaware. It doesn't matter where you are or where I am. Even as I travel, I can be flying down the road, one of those nice highways in in Texas that lets me do, you know, 85 miles an hour legally. I could be on one of those turnpikes and Holy Ghost is right there with me. He's traveling with me because he's with me. He's in me. He's upon me. He was he. My, I almost have to speak in tongues to fully express what what's uh, 
what's in my in my spirit right now. But let me let me just mention that to you as we move towards a close here today. Again, I mentioned two different experiences with the Holy Spirit. There's one, the new birth, and maybe and, and maybe you're listening today and you've been born again. You you're saved. You you've received Jesus as Savior and Lord. And and the Bible says John three, Jesus said you must be born again, and that's the result of the Holy Spirit. That just like Mary. When she received Christ, she said, how's this going to happen? How's this miracle? How am I going to conceive the Son of God? Well, just like the explanation came to her, you're going to, in fact, let's go there to Luke 1 because I want you to see this. You're there in John uh, 16. Just back up to Luke 1. I know it's not Christmas time, but we can talk about it. What do you think? (laughs) Luke 1, the famous... Christmas chapter, you know, talking about the birth of Jesus and what have you, and the coming to Mary. But look here in John, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 1. Okay. All right, Luke 1, verse 26. We're talking about um, being born again. And how that happened. What happened when you were born again. And so let's just look at it real quickly here. John, Luke 1, verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel, sent from God, came to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin, espoused to a man named Joseph, of the house of David, to a virgin whose name was Mary. And the angel said unto her, Hail, you are highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed are you among women. Is that not the good news of the gospel, that we have found favor with God? Isn't that what we tell people? God loves you. You have found favor with God. He sent his son to die for you. Is that not the very essence of the gospel, what she's hearing? You have found favor with God. You're highly favored. When she saw him and heard this, she was troubled by what he said. She cast about in her mind what kind of salutation this would be. Now, verse 30, the angel said, don't fear, Mary. You have found favor with God. And again, that's the gospel. Why do we tell people Jesus loves them? Because they found favor with God. Why do we preach the gospel? Because they have found favor with God. It's what the cross is screaming. You have found favor with God. He was willing to pay the price to save you, to redeem you, to forgive you before you ever did anything for him. You have found favor with God. Verse 31, behold, you're going to conceive in your womb, bring forth a son. You're going to call his name Jesus. He's going to be great. He's going to be called the son of the highest. The Lord God's going to give unto him the throne of his father, David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Whoa, (laughs) what a, what a, what a announcement. Can you imagine this young teenage girl trying to accept this? And let this soak in. Mary said, how shall this be? See, you might say, how, how can I be born again? What's that mean? How, how can, you know, it's what Nicodemus asked Jesus in John 3. Can a man go into his mother's womb and, and, and be born again? He said, no, that which is flesh is flesh and that which is spirit is spirit. He said, don't marvel, I say, that you must be born again. That conversation is in John 3, Jesus and Nicodemus. 
So here we're, we're finding out how the miracle, the new birth takes place. How is it that we can conceive a new birth? How is it that we can be born again? It's the same way Mary conceived and received literally a literal natural birth, a literal seed from the Holy Spirit. Well, don't you think the new birth is just as miraculous? I mean, the Bible says we are. This isn't just theological jargon. It's really a new birth. There's really something happens because of Holy Spirit. Here's what he says. She says, how's this going to be? Verse 35. I want you, if you've never highlighted this in your Bible, please highlight Luke 135. Because this is how you're born again. This is how the miracle takes place. This is how we walk with God. The angel said, said unto her, the Holy Ghost. Of course, that's King James. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. How's this going to happen? How am I going to conceive? How's this miracle going to happen? How? 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 How many men, sometimes we have that question, how? How am I going to prosper? How am I going to get out of debt? How am I going to launch this business? How am I going to... Come on. How am I going to be the husband I need to be? How am I going to be the father I need to be? How am I going to turn my family around? How am I going to turn my... Come on. We got questions. How? 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 Answer still the same. The Holy Ghost. Men, we have to listen to the Holy Ghost. We have to be in relationship with the Holy Spirit. We got to let Jesus help us walk with Holy Spirit. Here's what he said. The angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Now tell me that isn't what happened when Jesus breathed on them. John 20. Verse 20 and 22, receive the Holy Ghost. Tell me that's not what happened on Acts chapter 2, verse 4. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, there came into the room the sound of a rushing mighty wind, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Tell me, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you, and therefore the holy thing that will be born in you will be called the Son of God. So when you're talking about being born again, you're talking about the power of the highest. You're talking about the person of the Holy Spirit overshadowing you. And then, of course, Acts chapter 2, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then you have the baptism with fire, those tongues of fire. That fire gets on the inside of you, and you now have a river a fountainhead of rivers flowing out of you. And you're not limited to just your natural mind and thoughts and intellect. You can speak literally right out of your spirit. Right out of your belly. Now, if you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, You're born again. You love Jesus. You know that if you die, you're going to heaven and you're pressing towards Christ's likeness every day of your life. Men, you need to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself said, men, I'm going to send you, but don't go. I want you to wait. I want you to tarry. They'd already received Holy Spirit. John 20. He breathed on them. He said, receive Holy Spirit. They were already born again. But he said, listen, before you go, you're going to need to be a witness for me. 
and you're going to need power to do it. Acts 1.8, after you receive him, you shall be witnesses unto me. After you receive the promise of the Father and you receive this baptism, you receive this baptism with fire. That's why tongues of fire appeared to them because they were getting ready to be baptized in the fire of God. And that fire was going to come upon them and that fire was going to be in them and they were going to be living in the fire. Just like when God was seen by the prophet Ezekiel, it says from the loins up, he was fire. From the loins down, he was fire. Well, when we're baptized in the Holy Ghost, we're set on fire. And one of the most unruly members of our whole body is our tongue. That's why it's so significant that we receive the baptism, let our tongue get on fire. Because if we ever get in trouble, men, most of the time it's our tongue, it's our words, it's our mouth, it's what we say or don't say. We need the Holy Ghost. We need this baptism. And if you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then I'm going to invite you to receive Him right now. And I'm going to invite you to receive this baptism in fire right now. And I'm going to invite you, and your heart is ready, and your heart is hungry. Then you just say, I receive the Holy Ghost right now. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit right now. I receive this baptism with fire right now. And right now, I command you in the name of Jesus, speak forth that utterance. Let that river break forth out of your belly I'll join you Ninkista Basanja de Montolo Kerabakostia Manchande Bushketalamba Sanja de Nakitele Botosko in the name of Jesus let that river flow in the name of Jesus let that fire burn in your belly Linga Rabushke Shitene Montopa Sande Biscanjete Mandola Bracasta receive the comfort of the Holy Ghost receive the strength of the Holy Ghost receive his advocacy Receive his intercessions. Mishkan Chete Montolo. You want to know how to pray for your family? Pray in the Holy Ghost. You want to know how to pray for your wife? Pray in the Holy Ghost. You want to know how to pray for your kids? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Nishkan Jatelembrokupa Sanjete Mantala. Bishkeleborapasunchene Mantala. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, I love the Holy Ghost. I love the help he gives me. Romans 8, 26. Many times we need to pray. We don't know how to pray. But the Holy Spirit, he helps us with unction and utterance. We can't articulate it in our natural speech. We got to let the groanings and the yearnings of the Holy Ghost rise up in us. Romans eight twenty six. It talks about it right there, too. So, listen, man, if you if you receive the Holy Ghost, the baptism I'm talking about of the Holy Spirit today, and the baptism of fire and the baptism uh, of the, the work of the Holy Spirit in your life, and you begin to speak in other tongues, I want to hear from you, man. Shoot me an email, spellmanministries at gmail.com. want to be in touch with you. want to encourage you. want to maybe get some more resources in your hand, free, not going to ask for anything free we'll get some resources to you but let me hear from you today that you received the baptism maybe you received jesus today and said man i just i just need to give my life to jesus and if that's you we want to get resources in your hand as well and so no cost to you we just need to hear from you just need you to email us spellman ministries at gmail.com we'll get you some resources about the new birth resources about the baptism in the holy ghost and uh, again, 
I don't think we're finished. <laughs> I thought maybe we'd do this for a couple of weeks. I, I just, I just don't want to stop this conversation. I want to keep the conversation going. I want to talk more with you about receiving the comfort, the strength, the counsel, the help, the intercessions, the strength, the standby power of the Holy Ghost, and how that helps us as men be the men we need to be, whether it's a husband, whether it's a father, whether it's, you know, on the job doing doing the work. You know, the Holy Spirit, you read in the book of Exodus, God literally put his spirit upon Aholiab and Bezalel, two men. He literally anointed them with the Holy Ghost, and they became master craftsmen in all manner of crafts. I mean, the Holy Spirit isn't just for preaching, praying, and prophesying. Holy Spirit will help you create things. He'll help you invent things. He'll help you fix things. I, I could talk for hours, little testimonies here and there, here and there, about how the Holy Spirit helped me fix something, fix a plumbing problem, fix an electrical problem, fix a car, <laughs> I mean, building something, building cabinets, building closets, building, you know, basement remodels. I mean, Holy Spirit, he, he'll help you build. He'll help you fix things. If he'll, he'll give you skill. Literally, he put his spirit upon Aholiab and Bezalel, and he anointed them to help build his tabernacle. They worked with stone. They worked with fabric. They worked with senses, with uh, dyes. They worked with all manner of, with metal, with gold, with silver, with bronze. He anointed them to work. So this baptism in the Holy Spirit, yeah, we preach, we pray, we prophesy, but it's not just that. It's doing life. It's doing with life, life with God, and it's doing life God's way. So we need to be pressing into this relationship because He alone, talking about Holy Spirit, He alone will help us be formed into the image of Christ. It's His job. It's His passion. It's His commitment to you and I. I love Him. He loves you. He loves me. He loves us. And He's going to help us press towards the mark of Christ likeness. So I hope today's conversation was a blessing and encouragement to your faith. Hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and your buddies. And uh, man, tune in again next week. We're going to have to pick this conversation up again. We are not done. Holy Spirit wants to be a bigger, bigger, bigger part of our lives. And so men, just know that I'm praying for you. Know that I love you. I care about you. God bless you.